0: Hey, BSBOT, some number, Gregory and I, recording after we watched Nolan Ryan center field for the New York Rangers.
2: Corey Hart and goal.
0: Yeah, yep. Big game for for Sam Rose and a big game for the New York Rangers. Finally, a W on the board after many, many attempts, four-game losing streak broken by the man himself, Kapokako and Artemi Panarin, both the men themselves, I should say. Greg, that game sucked. Like I don't have anything nice to I, say. Ryan, I
2: we have to do thirty minutes on Nolan Ryan. That of all the excuse me's I've ever heard, there's at still some a lot. point at some point Sam Rosen has to be in on the joke, right? He, How do you Nolan Nolan Ryan? <laughs> like it's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. He, I, I, Nolan I heard Ryan it and I did a double take. I, I was like, I, do I, the Flyers I, have someone named There's no way he confused a hockey player. With 1969 World Series champion with the New York Mets, Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame pitcher who struck out over 5,000 batters he, in Gregory, his
0: career, he was and a pitched until his 50s. He was a Ranger. Okay, listen to me. He was Nolan a Ranger. Ryan, yeah, a Texas Ranger. You're right. <laughs> See, he, he, he gave uh, he gave Robin Ventura the world's most famous nookie. There it is. Uh, listen, uh, a game where Sam Rosen didn't have his fastball. The Rangers didn't have their <laughs> fastball. <laughs> Uh, That's that going. Thanks, that buddy. That's one Thanks, bud. That's uh, a good one. The Rangers didn't have it either, and neither did the Flyers. Flyers were playing with six players on the COVID list. Um, I have to tell you, the Rangers probably should have handled this game a little easier. I spoke about it the entire day. That I, I well, said, "Hey, we're going to work really hard for us to let up. You, let up a late goal. <laughs> Here we you
2: are. did. You did undersell it there a little bit. Not only did the Flyers have six players still on the COVID list, mm-hmm. that included Travis Konecny, Claude Giroux. And uh, Jake Voracek. Right. So it, it's not exactly like their th- th- bottom pairing defensemen were out. No, it's like their best they were, players. They were missing the stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the Rangers still um, handedly struggled, in a way. I, I handedly struggled. That's a, that's a term for it. I, I shout out shout out describe. to Lavinio
2: though. It looked like it didn't look like the Flyers wanted to win either.
0: No, but it didn't look like the Rangers wanted to win either. It was it was like who wants this less. You know, when Brendan Smith scores that goal on a wide-open net, the Strom, something Strom hasn't done all year, Panarin mm-hmm. sets him up for, like, you or I, and I, I don't want to take any credit away from Brendan Smith, he got he was in the right position, right? He almost didn't stop it, uh, in time, but you or I could have made that goal. That's how easy it was for Panarin, not for Strom, of course. But the team couldn't generate an offense. Like, I can't remember the last time, dude, like, and we'll get to Capacacco and all the good fun stuff in a second, more Nolan Ryan, I'm sure. But like I can't remember the last time I saw like a, this squad generate five v five offensive pressure. Can you remember the last time it was like, oh wow, the Rangers look like they're on the power play, but it's actually five v five? They did it a couple
2: times tonight, but it was sadly when Kevin Rooney was out on the ice. I understand that this all started as a joke, my love affair with yeah, Kevin it's, Rooney.
0: It's not a joke anymore.
2: It's not a joke anymore. He's the Ranger, He's somehow the Rangers' best center. He was tonight. That's why he he got he got overtime minutes tonight. Because the Rangers had no choice. They had to put him out there. Lafreniere um, it was
0: invisible all night, by the way. Just didn't – they really didn't put him out there. Mika too? Lafreniere, no, Lafreniere
2: had – he was all right playing alongside Kevin Rooney in the first couple periods. It was – if, if – well five, when you you out Ryan, in you the, send out your first... the third period on, right. If, it, if you weren't Artemi Panarin, you weren't noticed. It was just that simple. I guess that's true. Well, you, they sent Kako, out – Kako had a couple of nice moments mm-hmm. as well, but for the most part, Panarin's the guy who showed up tonight.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he's the guy. He is the guy. Period. Mika's Ravindraj is an ig- igloo. The Titanic theory is probably. I don't think it's cold enough. If I'm being honest, there is. Well, I, I you know, as much as people want to piss
2: and moan, um, it's me about I'm pissing moan. David Quinn. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, not you. As the, it's like people are angry about David Quinn for the wrong reasons. If you want to be angry about David Quinn, it is. We're beyond the point of it being acceptable. Where. Zubinajad and Kreider can be playing together. They're both ice cold. You have to break them up. They're they're not going to get going playing together. Maybe they get going playing together by accident, but we're at a point where you have to put Panera next to Zubinajad because you have to get Mika going, and the only player on this team that has the the bandwidth to get another player hot immediately is Mika Zubinajad, and then Chris Kreider. Panera, you mean? It wasn't working with Booch at some. I like. I understand that there are so few things working for the New York Rangers right now that it's hard to break two players up like Zibanejad and Kreider who are struggling and trying to find other players to put them with in order to get their games going. But I think you're at a point now where you – for me personally, Ryan, if I was coach of the New York Rangers, first of all, we'd be undefeated. Right. Second of all – This is your opinion. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My opinion. They don't – I I have to make – perfectly clear that the New York Rangers do not pay me to make these decisions. That's fact, correct. They don't pay me at all. In fact, they would like to charge me money to go to their <laughs> games. Uh, I, at, I'm i at a point where your top line, to me, has to be um, Panarin, Zibanejad, Blackwell. Your second line, as batshit crazy as this is going to sound, oh boy. should be, should be oh, Lafreniere, no. Rooney, and Kako. I knew you were and going And your there. third line, right now, should be Kreider, I don't know Strome, I guess Strome and Buchnevich. yeah. Like it, to me, Kako and Lafreniere was working right. And if if you want to say that Lafreniere's game has looked off the last couple of games, well, put him back with the player that seemed to be working with the most, which was Kapo Kako. Kako. Um, if you want to keep Strome between them, great. But I think Kevin Rooney would work perfectly well. You put an adult with the children, and you let the children generate offense. And Rooney kind of plays that Jesper Foss role that he that was played with Strowman, Panarin last year. I think that's a perfect symbiotic mix right now. Pavel Buchnevich is still playing very good hockey. If Pavel Buchnevich can't get Chris Kreider going, I don't think anybody can. And if Artemi Panarin can't get Mika Zibanejad going, I don't think anybody can. But right now, to me, where I sit, I think it's unacceptable to keep Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad playing on the same line. It It might work eventually again. They're ice cold right now. And I don't know if it's Mika making everyone around him cold, or if it's the fact that the, the combination just is not working, you have to break it up. You have to do something. The definition of insanity is just doing the same exact thing over and over again and expecting different results. At some point, you have to get new line mates to Mika Zibanejad. And it's not going to, I'm not talking about the guys that are like, you can't keep breaking up the players that are playing well. You can't keep moving Buchnevich off that line or Blackwell off that line or Kako off that line. It's It's the, Kreider and Zibinijad combination that isn't working. That's the part
0: we haven't tried to fix yet. So why don't, we, why don't we try to fix it? Why don't we do something about that? I think this was good advice. And unfortunately, I'm going to give Qu- Quinn some credit here, which I know is everyone out there is booing me. I hear you, by the way. I hear you booing me. He did sort of switch things up tonight because Zibinijad didn't play. Uh, I mean, there, was, there, was, there was points where he was playing with Brendan Lemieux. There were points where Chris Kreider was getting shifted onto Capococco's line. There was points where everyone was moving around. The Quinn Blender. But this was the first time we actually saw him. Hey, like these guys, these guys, Mika Zivinijad and Chris Kreider are not immune to being veterans anymore. They're not immune to being moved down in the lineup. They were all game. Mika Zivinijad wasn't on the power play until the end when they put him out there on OT again. And then all of a sudden in OT... Uh, because looks I'm more than Snakebid. What's the next level of Snake Snakebid? Because that's what Mika's Vinnagead is.
2: I mean, not not to throw water on your parade here, Ryan. Hit me, please. But, uh, Mika's played over 20 minutes tonight. He
0: Chris least, Kreider.
2: Well, at least played over 16 minutes tonight.
0: At least feels feels like he was being played a lot less. In my well, opinion. Well,
2: that's because you not seeing him is him not playing a lot less. The fact that you think he played a lot less tonight. Only two forwards had more ice time than Mika Zibinejad. It was Artemi Panera well, and Ryan did, Strome. He did Strome had get Eastern extra time seconds. in
0: the overtime. I mean, he was on ice for like four minutes there, like straight.
2: He was not. I have bad news for you. Damn. You're, you're, you not seeing zabenjad is not him playing less. That's part of the problem here. It's the fact that you're not noticing him when he's out there on the ice. He's not making a difference. At 5v5 five five in regulation, I can count once that I noticed Mika Zabinajad in the offensive zone, and it was because he broke his stick on the shot. Like, I, I can't, outside of that moment, tell you right now other moments that Mika Zabinajad was playing and made a difference in this game. I I hear what you're saying. I don't think cried uh, Quinn was moving him down the lineup. I just think Zabinajad got caught in some random shifts where the Rangers couldn't get their entire lines off the ice at random at different times mm-hmm. the, like they didn't have the puck enough to make clean changes all night long um, because of played 20 minutes tonight and you thought he was getting benched he's not getting benched that's the problem it, it would be it so much easier
0: like Quinn was punishing him at points he, like, it wasn't on the Mika power play like played
2: that. 20 minutes tonight Ryan he had one shot on
0: goal oh my goodness gracious
2: that's that's <laughs> almost <laughs> impossible for Mika
0: Zibanejad. dude I watched the whole it's, game I swear yeah, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, the
2: problem with Zibanejad is not that he's getting less ice time. The problem is you're not noticing him. That is even more concerning. If Zibanejad just played 14 minutes tonight, I think you and I could go, he didn't have it, what are you going to do? So on and so forth. It's the fact that Mika Zibanejad had the third most ice time of any Ranger forward, and he's not making a lick of a difference. If anything, he's hurting the Rangers at this point.
0: It's... uh, I... I can't disagree with anything you're saying here, Greg, which I know feels weird for me. In this situation, it's just Mika Jets ice cold. I don't know what to do. Maybe your suggestion is the way to go. Maybe that's the only way. Like, hey, Panarin, the best player on the team, not even close, can make Brendan Smith look like a goal scorer. Hey, maybe our, maybe the top center that we need to get going needs to play with him. And you're, you're right in uh, that way. Also, just shout out Adam Fox, 30 minutes and 17 oh, seconds. Oh, my tonight. goodness gracious. What do we do? <laughs> What did we do? We didn't. Okay, oh. so this is the first podcast we are recording since the Jacob Trubin news. So, ah, uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, I don't really know. Not even. just a bummer.
2: Uh, I would say who? Uh, not uh, catastrophic's not the right word. No, it's pretty close. It's
0: it, it's pretty close to catastrophic or, for the Rangers. Yeah,
2: I it, it's tough because first of all, he was playing so much better this year than he did last year. Not even. I, I understand people don't like the eighteen million dollar cap hit. I get it but 8 the Jacob Truba you were seeing this year was the Jacob Truba the Rangers acquired in trade and can make a difference in a top 4 on a playoff hockey team. Um, you take him out of the lineup and not like it's noticeable when one of Miller and Truba isn't in the lineup, you quickly realize how little depth the Rangers have defensively
0: when both of them oh my God. disappear. Hey, good bless potato. Seriously bless him. He looked pretty He's good trying, man, all night. If and... you Ryan, swear to god, you
2: told me before the season started that at some point in the first 15 games, we'd be recording a BSBOT after a game <laughs> wow. in which Colin Blackwell scored a power play goal with the primary assist coming from Anthony Potato. I would have told you that like I would have asked if the Rangers got covid and they were trying to play with a taxi squad. It, it's
0: it's it's so strange. It really is. The, like, Jack Johnson. This is our bottom four. I mean, it's just, it's just worth it to say it out loud, isn't it, at this point? Our bottom mm-hmm. four is Jack Johnson, Brendan Smith, Lieber Hayek, and Potato. What? Tody B. What are we doing? Uh, we won a 2-1 game in an overtime? Uh, I mean, 2-2, sorry.
2: Uh, Adam Fox played more minutes tonight than Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith combined.
0: Yeah, um, duh. How are you gonna win? How are you, <laughs> how are you winning a game if he doesn't do that? Fox uh, is the truth, man. He's the savior of this team. He really is. I, you know, I know Lord and Savior Kako, who uh, we'll get to after the break here in a minute, uh, had had a tremendous night, but. Adam Fox, man, he just played like Lindgren was on out no tea. Ryan Lindgren, noted offensive wizard. <laughs> like, well, I, if you didn't send Lindgren out there, who were you sending out there? That's my thing. You, Your you, only, only other
2: options were Johnson, Smith, Hayek, and Potato.
0: Yeah, and Weaver Hayek. People have told us off the record that there's no chance he should ever be in the NHL. And I have to say, held his own tonight. But again, it was mostly an AHL team for the Flyers. So like, yeah, it's fun to win again. But was like, the, was this a quality win? No. But I'm gonna enjoy it. it because the dark days are coming gregory they are yeah i
2: To back to your Truba point it's it's boy it's tough it, remember when the season started and the rangers were like we have too many right handed defensemen so we have to play tony d'angelo
0: on the left hand side yeah we it's like, like hey by the way we just have adam fox we spent nine have months to play 30 minutes a night <laughs> we spent, um, i'm crying over here we spent nine months talking about how hey, the solution is just bringing tony to the left so that's it super easy <laughs> yeah well yeah uh <laughs> Hmm. Uh, I mean, it,
2: it's it's difficult, and hockey stat miner, God bless him, doing the Lord's work when it comes to Shouts understanding Mika. what the hell goes on with the New York Rangers cap situation. They could bring up Runanen. Um, we should probably just call him Tarmo. I call him Tarmo just to be safe. That's how I do yeah, it. you should call him Tarmo. <laughs> well, though, though, you'll probably end up calling him like Tiermu or something. I'm no, it's
0: sure. I'll go with. It's super easy to call Tarmo. That's it.
2: I won't mess You're it still up. Still gonna. I I, I look. On on a night where Nolan Ryan played hockey for the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm I can't get over that shit. I really can't. Uh, um, Tarmo can come up. I I just like there's a not a good chance in my opinion. I think if Tarmo is a solid third pairing defenseman at the NHL level, we should all be very happy about that. I I think the hype is building a little bit. One because the Rangers have been playing just so poorly. Two Tarmo has been getting points in Hartford and 3 um, the i would say the european contingent of new york rangers twitter has always been a fan of tarmo so we've heard a lot about him for some time now but I, I just there's nothing wrong with being a fifth or sixth defenseman in the nhl there's nothing wrong with tarmo who was a late round draft pick to simply be an nhl piece nothing wrong with that's that that's a win that's yeah. that's good that's good work that's a good job not everybody has to be a star. Not everybody has to become Adam Fox. It's totally okay if Tarmo just turns into a useful depth NHL piece for the New York Rangers. And quite honestly, with Truba being out, as long as the Rangers have the cap space, which it seems like they do, it's weird with the pro- The one thing working against Tarmo at this point is that he's on his entry level contract and the New York Rangers can really only do so much with the entry level contracts that they have. Um, maybe that changes if they could ever find a way to unload at least half of D'Angelo's salary. We'll see. But, uh, if we're just talking about the fact that the New York Rangers have to give minutes to some people on their defensive pairings, Miller's going to come back and he's going to start playing 20 plus minutes a night, hopefully sooner rather than later. I I I, I, I was under the impression he was going to play tonight. Just cutting you off, Greg. Yeah, they
0: scratched him like 10 minutes before the game. They did say that if he had to play, they could have, they were being precautionary.
2: Then he's probably playing Sunday that's correct Saturday like likely playing Um,
0: Saturday at at 1230
2: yes I at this point this is going to sound absolutely insane to say and I never thought we'd get to this point at any point with him extend him now. no reason to take Hayek out of this lineup (laughs) oh Uh, I was
0: actually going to bring that up with Hayek like we were just speaking about Tarmo but we haven't had insane complaints about hayek at all have we we've really had like maybe one or two things bad to say which well we that's a record um,
2: we we made we made fun of the broadcast of going out of their way to say like we're not noticing libra hayek so it's a good thing and then the one second they noticed libra hayek it was because he made a mistake but in all honesty if this is the performance you are getting out of libra hayek on a night-to-night basis i think you take it do you want libra hayek playing 21 minutes a night no no i'm pretty sure you want him in the 14 minute range but I would say lower. He's giving you 14 decent minutes on a bottom pairing. He's not exposing you like we thought he would at this point in the season. So Fox, Lindgren, Miller, Hayek, those four guys, I think you have to keep in the lineup and just keep rolling. Uh, I think uh, Brendan Smith, you just have to keep feeding minutes. And Potato, you just have to keep feeding minutes. I don't know. I just – I'm Feed so, him. I, Feed there's, him, baby. <laughs> there's, I missed Jack Johnson a little bit. It was fun. Because – the jokes are so
0: fun, dude. They're they're the best. It it it, it feels the immediate so immediate penalty. Yeah, just, just right just away. Kiss. Like welcome back, baby. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll come back to talk Kapakako, Jack Johnson, and more. Here we go. Transition, and we're back. Okay, uh, I think we're finished with Jack Johnson. <laughs> I mean, listen, the guy's a, a meme machine. Yeah, number one. Hey, number one in the game score tonight, Jack Johnson. In case you were wondering. Yeah, number one is the game
2: score because, again, the Rangers kept him out of positions where he needed to impact do, the game. Do anything? Any way, shape, or form. Yeah.
0: All right, let's talk about the Lord and Savior, Kapokako. All right, in OT, he pretty much puts on, puts on an N1 mixtape, goes and c- carries the puck himself like he looks like he's playing back over in Finland. He makes 16 moves, causes a penalty to happen after a pass, and then Quinn, who we all berate, Sends out Capococco in a rewarding moment, showing, I think this is like almost storybook stuff here, showing his faith in Capococco has grown to a level where it's like, okay, you're going out first before Panarin, before anybody else. We're sending out Capococco. And Capococco goes out there and rewards David Quinn by performing in a way that he hasn't done before, scoring in a shootout. Just tremendous stuff from the Lord and Savior. I can't ask for more. I really can't. And... I will actually can ask for more. Can you score in a game? <laughs> but other than that, I was impressed by Kapalkaco all all night. I'm impressed that Quinn actually sent him out first. Uh, Panarin obviously goes second after that in that situation. I don't. I think that's an absolute no brainer. I I'm pleased. I I think there's a lot more that Kapalkaco can unlock. But hey, Greg, I've said this a lot this this season. With the exception of Lafreniere, which we had a large discussion about on Monday, I think almost every single question we had going into the season has been answered. Igor looks legit. Miller and Fox are legit. Capococco's development took a step that was night and day. And if the season ended in a week or two, I'd be happy because everything, not that I'd be happy because we'd have nothing to cover and we'd do another show again with absolutely no material for many, many months. But I'd be happy knowing that we kind of got all the answers we wanted this entire year already through these kind of 16 games.
2: Well, I, I would I would disagree that we got all the answers because Mika Zibanejad has now been so bad that he's actually making us ask questions we never thought we'd ask. I think that's before. probably
0: fair. Unfortunately, um, I don't want to agree yeah, with you. I,
2: yeah, I. Uh, if we're if we're strictly talking
0: about the children, I'm just I talking about the children you. for in this yeah. in this situation. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, I listen, Kako. Once again, it's hard to identify who's having a good game offensively for the Rangers because they're just anemic when it comes to scoring. And I'm not saying that goals and points dictate everything, but there's only so many um, moral victories that you can point to. But the fact of the matter is a lot of the Rangers scoring opportunities tonight were being driven by Kapokako and his line mates. And it's not a coincidence that the two goals, the Rangers scored tonight, Kapokako was on the ice making plays before those goals were scored. Um, He's looked great. I, if if this is the Capo Caco we continue to see on a nightly basis, the points are going to come and they're going to come in droves. And this is a guy that is looking like a player that can put up 50, 60 points in a regular NHL season. It's there's only like that in overtime, it was just quintessential, Caco, with what you could see. It's, when he has that much ice and that much space and that much time that to was do the, whatever he wants. That was
0: the talent we were all we've always heard about, the, the talent we always knew he had. Yeah, and the potential we thought he had that to unlock all last season, but this season you could see the confidence has grown. Capo has transformed in his 20 year old season to a, a, the player we all thought he could be. The open ice, the moves, the hands, the passing, the vision, and even the body. Like to 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 be as aggressive as he is, to go down low, to get to the places he wasn't going last year. The takeaways, the forecheck, everything about him has transformed. It's been tremendous to watch. And the points aren't there. Everybody will point to them. I don't know, point, point there, whatever you want to make of that. There's. They're going to come, like you said, Gregory. He, he's he been that talented. I, I think and you, you might disagree with me. I think Panarin has been the best forward on the team. That's not a question. He's Artemi Panarin. And number two, for me, you can make a case for Capocacco this entire season. With the exception of, you can make the case, I believe, is between Booch and Capocacco. I would agree with that. And Kevin Rooney, of course, yep. top four. No, I, um, I, I legit think the top five, man, is Panarin, Butcher, Capocacco, Panarin Rooney. Like, I'm not kidding. Strom is probably fighting to get in there at some point, but Strom has no, had so I mean, many, I, so you, many you, missed opportunities. You said opportunities. top five,
2: and you didn't say Colin Blackwell. Like, Colin Blackwell's been a revelation. No, Colin Blackwell's been a point. Been, yeah, we're at a, we're at a point where we're, the Rangers might actually have to protect Colin Blackwell from the expansion draft. Like, that, that's not a far-fetched thing anymore. It's funny because, like, so it's, good. it's
0: not a meme. Like, not a joke. It's... Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm not saying this to get laughs or get clicks. Like, the, the the Rangers might be willing to let Julian Gauthier go if it meant kept keeping Colin Blackwell, which is just a batshit crazy thing to say, but it's true. But to your couple point that I actually wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about the confidence. To me, the thing that screams Kako confidence more than anything is when they called him for a penalty, he barked at the ref. K- Kako wouldn't have done that last no. year. He would have. He kind of would have put his head down, skated through the box and taken his lumps and would have assumed like it would have My it would have boy. rained on his parade a little bit. But this year, Capo disagrees with the penalty, he's gonna fucking let you know. And that I think that's a massive that's to me an underrated sign
0: that Kako is arriving. He's he's feeling he's soiling his own oats. He's I, feeling good about himself. I think he knows now that last year he was Last year's team was so much different than this year's. Despite the, the pieces not being as different as they might seem on the surface, yes, Henrik Lunquist is gone, yes, Mark Stahl is not here, Jasper Fast is gone, and I know those were the core guys. Last year's team was so fun, light, just had this aura around it of sort of goodness. And this year's just been grimy darkness the entire year. Like let's not let's not kid ourselves. There was some there was like a maybe a good game or two, but for the most part, this has been a really dark grind for the New York Rangers, and in this case, Panarin, Panarin is number one. He's top dog, but with Mika Zibanejad struggling, with Chris Kreider struggling, I think Kaku kind of saw this situa- saw what saw this situation. Sorry, saw this situation as a, an opportunity to say, "Hey, they drafted me number two. I'm supposed to be the future of this team. I can come in right now, and I can I can grab the horns. I can make an impact, and he's done that." And he's become the second most important forward on this team until Philip Hedel is back. And that's not even—I don't even think that's an argument at this point. It really isn't. I know Booch has been so good, but the way that Capo is is playing in every other area of the game, it has just been next level. And if he continues to do this and his trajectory goes the rest of the season in this in this direction, you have to be pleased. You have to be pumped up and hope that Lafreniere can do the exact same thing next year.
2: Yeah, I. This year has been a. Resounding success for Kapokako so far. And it was a resounding success for Philip Piedel before he went hurt went down. It's resounding success for Adam Fox because we're seeing him do literally everything he did last year with even more responsibility this year. Again, we're talking about Adam Fox on the same night that he played 30 minutes and 17 30 seconds. 30 minutes. In an overtime, overtime game. Yes. Uh, there were only there were only 65 minutes available for him to play, and he played 30 minutes and 17 seconds of them. That is some Brian Leach-level bullshit right there just absolutely incredible. Uh Ryan Lindgren's
0: answering questions because Lindgren somehow just keeps fucking doing it. I don't he's uh, a, I, that guy is underrated. I don't know what else to say. He just Yeah,
2: I um friend of, friend of the show uh RV from uh Pension Plan Puppets. Yep. DM'd me yesterday and he was he was gauging what I thought about the possibility of the Rangers entertaining the idea of trading for Morgan Riley in the offseason. Oh no. And Uh, I was as surprised as you're going to be. I told him, I was like, buddy, I think the time has come and gone for the Rangers to make a big splash when it comes to training for a left-handed defenseman. I can't see a reason why the Rangers would want to invest more money on the left-hand side of the D when they have Lindgren and Miller. And it seems like they figured out their top four on the left. Like, the Rangers need to bring in a center. His name we, we know who it is. Mm.
0: We, we, I don't know if we it's, need to say it. It's the entire episode for Monday, so please save yeah. it. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll save it for Monday. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll find mm, someone, It's delicious. We'll, we'll find someone from the uh, greater western New York area to come on this show and talk to us about it. Uh, the Rangers need a center. I, it, it, this slump there in scoring-wise makes it abundantly clear that the Rangers' glaring hole is down the middle. You can't afford a Mika Zibanejad cold streak and a Filipino injury to be the reasons why you're just not a competitive hockey team on a nightly basis. It's not acceptable. So the Rangers are going to have to address that in the offseason. They don't need any more wingers. When Kravsov comes over from Russia, it's going to be hard enough to find minutes. It's already hard enough to find minutes for Julian Goche, who we like. That's not a bad player. There just isn't enough minutes to go around for everyone right now. I The Rangers... Probably don't need a right-handed defenseman. Niels Lundqvist is ready. He's gonna come over. He's gonna play on the third line and the third pair. And we're gonna see what he can do. Truba's here. Fox is a god. Just pay him for ten
0: years. I'm ready to extend the Rangers Fox need right a center. Now. Yeah,
2: the Rangers need a center. It's that like they have one glaring weakness. A, they need a star caliber center
0: and Nolan it Ryan. Can't just be Mika. <laughs> um, what was that? What did say? I said and Nolan Ryan. Well, I mean, he eats come a on. No, I, it's a No, this team
2: honestly I, I think this team needs a little bit more Pedro, a little bit more Greg Maddox mm, than more, it does a the guy, guy control, with the more control, not fastball. the
0: workhorse arm. You don't need that anymore. Yeah, no, that, th- this team has a like needs the finesse. Yeah, you need you need a you need a little bit more dexterity.
2: Yeah. yeah. A little little like a little something something to throw the hitters off. You can't just be sitting fastball. Can't just be an unhittable fastball. You My- need a little <laughs>
0: Enough of this bit. I'll, my last takeaway, uh then we'll get the hell out of here. I think it's time to give Marty Jock some credit. I mean it's, uh, time? It, it's, it's time? It's been time. It's been time, but I, haven't, I don't think we've said it on the show. Is that crazy? Uh, the, the, um, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think we've mentioned it. If we've not, I want to mention it again. The, the, pen, the penalty kill, despite the Flyers being an AHL team, has been tremendous – this The Flyers tonight being an AHL tin because of the COVID situation. I'm not talking shit about the Flyers. They are a good team. They really are. I hate a in lot, your opinion. In my opinion. I hate a Le In my opinion, they're pieces of shit. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't know what to tell you. There you go. Uh, I hate a Le He's going to have his team back playing well. I'm, it's a real shame. He was
2: chewing gum tonight. I couldn't get a good look. I couldn't get a look.
0: I didn't actually wasn't paying attention to his mouth all night, which is strange because I usually do that. Hmm. Wow. Strange. Careful. Uh, yeah, careful. I know. Careful, careful there. I've just, I'm just scouting out gum. I'm looking it's spearmint. That's all. Uh, in that case, I just want to give a shout out to Marty jocks. Just tremendous work with the defense. I know, I know he's one of the big reasons that Jack Johnson came in here, but the penalty kill has been another level this entire, I don't know what he did, but the Rangers are playing sound defense and have the entire season. I did not expect that. It's this podcast has spent five years talking about how the Rangers cannot play defense at all. That's the thing they do the least. They cannot score, and it's uh, or they could score rather last year, but they couldn't play defense worth a lick. And this year has been the exact opposite, and he has to take credit for that. So good for him. And I think that's it for me, Gregory Kapilakko, Lord and Savior. That's all I have to say.
2: Yeah, I, I the defense has been night and day better, and some of it is simple stuff, right? Like Jacob Truba isn't bad this year, and he's playing with someone that is actually good in Keanu. Adam Miller. Fox is a legend a big in the help. making. Yes. Adam Fox is a legend in the making, but you've essentially replaced every Mark Stahl minute with Keandre Miller minute, and it's shock- it shouldn't shock you that that results in more positive outcomes for the New York Rangers. But credit where credit is due. Did we expect Pavel Buchnevich to be this team's most effective penalty-killing forward? No, no. never. But Marty Jocks is getting something out of his game in that regard. Uh, Brendan Lemieux, shockingly, is actually playing more responsibly defensively. Never thought I'd see the day. He's actually
0: yeah, developing
2: you know a different wrinkle to his game. He's looked okay. We've talked a lot of crap he's, about Brett Lemieux, so we have. But but to be fair, we also said like when you're a fourth line forward, you just need to be really good at one thing. And Brendan Lemieux was really good at drawing penalties, but now he's not so bad in the defensive zone. Uh, Brett Howden, still attractive. Good job good there, Good job. Great,
0: great face. There you uh, go, Jacques
2: Martin. I should say. I just pulled a U. Yeah, there you go, Marty Jocks. But, yeah, credit credit where credit is due. The Rangers defensively are going to be, keep themselves in games. Oh, right. We're talking about this slump that the Rangers are in where they this was only their fifth win of the season. They can't score a goal to save their lives. They really haven't been blown out, albeit, what, twice this year? Mm-hmm. They got blown out Tuesday, and they got blown out first night of the year. Those are really the two times where the Rangers looked just utterly – repugnant
0: every other time defense. they've been in every game they have it's been a game yeah it's been a game even if it's miserable yeah. it's been a game it's been awful to watch Win- but it's been a game puck, puck
2: luck often decides 50 50 games but the reason why these are 50 50 games right now is because the new
0: york rangers are playing good defense how many notes the did goalies, sam get to for the say most part puck luck Igor, tonight. Igor, a million yeah
2: <laughs> igor's gotten hot recently right yep but for the most part the goalies haven't been what we're used to which is just henrik lundquist levels of excellence on a nightly basis so, yeah, you got to give credit where credit is due. The team's playing better defensively. Can't score to save their
0: lives, but they're playing better defensively. Unbelievable. Hey, on Monday when we come back and record on Monday night, we'll be talking all about Jack Eichel coming to New York Rangers guaranteed in two years. Anyway, we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Buddy,
2: I don't, I, don't I don't think it's going to be two years.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Stay tuned, everyone. I, Stay tuned. Yeah. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes